This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. What should you do if you can't pay your debts? That's got to be the number one question, period, that people have and why they'd be coming to see you, Blair. But this is for folks. If you're having difficulty making monthly debt payments or struggling to pay off those credit cards and other bills, we're going to get some great expert advice from Blair on what to avoid if you're in these types of situations. So, Blair, if someone is struggling to make their debt payments or has already missed a payment or more, What's the first thing you recommend they do? Well, the first and the best thing you can do if you find yourself facing a financially difficult situation is to connect with a licensed insolvency trustee that's local to your province and to your community. An LIT, a licensed insolvency trustee, is your top resource for dealing with debt and we're Canada's only professionals fully qualified, endorsed, and authorized to advise you on all of your options and will help work with you through the various solutions that can help you resolve your debt issues. So you might contact a trustee, when you need some insight into your legal rights when it comes to a debt, when you want to know whether a debt is actually collectible or not, and of course, what to do when, despite all of your best efforts, you just can't pay that debt back, Um, or if you're making regular payments, but you just need to explore some solutions on how you can better manage your debt. If you're facing an extreme situation, working with an LIT is going to allow you to get protection from your creditors and stop all of these escalating actions like all the collection calls, the demands for payments, um, even court actions. But it doesn't have to be that extreme for you to reach out for help. In my experience, the majority of people that I talk with, they wish they hadn't struggled for so long before getting some professional assistance and support. And I know as an LIT, it can feel overwhelming. It can feel hopeless, isolating, like you're the only person in the world that's struggling with a debt problem. Uh, But you need to understand that there's people here to help. Um, At Sands & Associates, we serve the entire province. We offer our full suite of services from local offices, as well as over the phone and online, whatever is most convenient um, and, and comfortable for you. And you need to know that you're not alone. You don't have to keep your debt problem to yourself or solve it alone. We're here to help you with respect and empathy and without judgment. Um, the way that I summarize it, and this is on, on some of our, our marketing materials, and it's it's true, is that you owe it to yourself to get debt help. Everyone focuses on how much do I owe the bank and how much do I owe the credit card company, but the toll of being in debt and the debt stress is real, and it can significantly impact your physical, your mental health, your relationships, and your overall well-being. So sometimes it's, st- it's time to stop focusing on what you owe to all the creditors. What do you owe to yourself? So sometimes the most difficult part of solving a debt problem is admitting there's a problem and reaching out for help. But one of the worst things you can do is just trying to ignore the issue because if you don't take action, your situation is very unlikely to resolve itself. It's almost always going to get worse. Blair, what are some of the common things that could happen if a person isn't able to make uh, payments on the debt that they owe? Yeah, the first thing that's likely to happen is your creditor is going to start charging you some fees for defaulting or missing your payments. 
and they're going to report those defaults in your credit history. Um, they might do some kind of helpful things like hike your interest rate up. So you're already having trouble paying a certain interest rate. Well, they might start to make that an even higher interest rate because that was a preferred rate if you don't miss payments. Now that you're having trouble, they make it even more expensive and that makes your balances get even bigger faster. Um, if you've got a debt at the bank where you do your daily banking, they might start to seize payments from your bank account. Um, they've got what's called the right of offset, which means if you owe a debt to a bank and you have um, some money in any account with that bank, they can go into that account and take the money that's owed. So it's a tip that every licensed insolvency trustee would share is that you should always bank with what we call a neutral bank. So a bank that you have no borrowing relationship with, and that's going to stop anybody from being able to seize your funds without any notice to you. Um, this is pretty common, but creditors might send your account to a collection agency. So for the first couple of months when you're behind, they might be very nice and trying to preserve a good customer relationship. Usually after about three months, uh, they bring in the third parties and whether they sell off the debt to them or just hire them on a contract basis, that's when you'll start to get the incessant calls, the nonstop texts, the threatening emails. Um, and then finally, and I'm seeing this more and more than I ever have before, is they can start to take some legal action against you. So it might be tempting to ignore your mail. You know what it's going to say. It's just going to say the balances are higher, but that's a bad idea. You need to always open all of your mail because a collection agency or a lender, they might be taking you to court. And if you don't attend to that, um, you might be required to show up in court. You'll never get thrown in jail for being criminally in debt, but you might get thrown in jail for not showing up to a court appearance if you're required. So make sure that you don't ignore correspondence from your creditors if you find yourself in debt and the threats are escalating. So before we talk about the potential outcomes of a creditor does start to take legal action against you, I want to remind you, if you want to really sort of nip the situation in the bud, so to speak, and you want to take some action, you want to sit down with somebody, this is how you do it. This is their phone number for Sands & Associates. And a reminder, they have offices all over the province, 1-800-661-3030. Or you can also make that first appointment going to the website at sands-trustee.com. Okay, so this is the scary part. What are mm -hmm. some of the potential outcomes if a creditor does start to take that legal action against you? Yeah, it's scary, Elaine, because essentially if you're being taken to court for a debt, unless this debt is something that's just a mistaken identity or something like that, the creditor is going to win, okay? All they need to do is prove that this is a valid debt. What they can do once they've gotten that, it's called a judgment against you, uh, they can do a few different things. They might do all of these. The most severe one for most people is a wage garnishment. So your creditor might get per permission from the courts to take money directly from your wages, and that means contacting your employer. Um, they're able to add on their interest, their penalties, even the legal fees that it costs them to go to court, that can get added to that debt balance. And in the province of BC, they can typically seize up to 30% of your income before it comes to you. So that can just make it impossible for somebody to live and support a family if a wage garnishment is happening against them. Uh, what can also happen is an asset seizure. So a creditor might be able to put a lien against your home, which would be just like another mortgage. And when that house is sold, or when when you try to re renew your mortgage, which might be every five years or so for most people, your lender is probably going to say, we're not going to renew this mortgage unless this other charge is paid out. So you might actually be forced to sell the home at that point if you've been sued for a debt and it's now put on your title. And you have to uh, really understand that small balances, uh, 
um, are no security that you won't be sued. So prior to COVID, I would have said if it's under $10,000, the banks are not going to invest the time and sue you. Well, that is now an old news. Uh, I've seen regularly clients with as little as $5,000 of debt being taken to court, having wage garnishments against them. And I saw somebody last week with $3,000 of debt. I've never seen such a small balance uh, been taken to court over, but creditors are resurging their collection activities with a vengeance. Now, the good news here is that in general, most creditors take a fair amount of time to proceed with legal action. So you're going to have notice, there's going to be time to respond, you know, you'll know when the court date is, and that gives you all the time that you need to connect with a licensed insolvency trustee, because an LIT can stop any of those proceedings dead in their tracks. So if they haven't gotten that order yet, and you work with a trustee, they won't be able to proceed any further. And if they're already seizing your wages, as soon as you work with a trustee to make a filing, those seizures have to stop right away. So that's a powerful tool the trustee has. Uh, one final thing is just one exception to the idea that you generally have time before a creditor can start seizing your wages is with Canada Revenue Agency. Because they're obviously an arm of the government, they don't have to go to court. Uh, they will give you some notice, but it might be as little as an email or one written notice or perhaps a phone call. And then CRA is able to go directly to your employer um, or register directly on title um, to any real estate that you have. Um, and that can be, again, very shocking. It can be something that happens quickly. And where a normal creditor is restricted to about 30% of your wages, CRA has no restrictions. So I've seen them seize up to 100% of even pension income, of CPP, of OAS. Um, again, a licensed insolvency trustee can stop all of those things, but it also speaks to the idea of you just can't ignore debt, and you certainly could not ignore debt to government. Okay. Um, what are the other things that you recommend people do to, uh, th actually, people should avoid doing uh, if they're trying to get a handle on their debt? Yeah, so a couple things, you know, one, I, I've summarized it here, is don't mistake making minimum pro payments for actually making progress. So the idea of I pay the minimums every month, my credit rating looks good. I want you to read closely on the statements that you have, any credit card statements where you're carrying a balance. There's a disclosure that says, and it's required by law, if you're only making the minimum payments, how long it's going to take you to get out of debt. I regularly have clients show me their statements where it's 150 years or 200 years, just something so absurd. And even relatively small-ish balances like $6,000, for example, which is is not nothing, but no one would say that's you know an extremely high amount of debt. That can be decades, up to 40 years to pay off just with standard interest charges. So just because you're making minimum payments doesn't mean you're actually making pay progress to pay down the debt. Um, you also need to be careful about the strategies that you're going to take to repay the debt. If you're not working with a trustee, you might say, okay, well, I'm going to start cashing in some assets. I'm going to withdraw some RRSPs. I'm going to lose those anyway, so I might as well just use them to pay down the debt. Um, and for anyone who's listened to this show for any length of time, we talk about this a lot, especially RRSP assets are completely protected. There's no way you could ever be forced to surrender those assets. You can't be forced to cash them in, but you might be hoodwinked by a collection agent that feeds you basically lies that says, well, we're going to take them anyway, so why don't you just pay them directly to us? So be very careful if you're thinking of surrendering assets to pay off debt, because you might be doing something that you just don't have to do. And then of course, RRSP RSPs are for you. You saved your whole life. They're for your retirement. You probably need that money. So paying it off to debt, well, what type of a situation does that leave you in? 
a couple more final pitfalls to, to avoid here. Uh, one is avoid legally involving your family or friends, like borrowing money from them or co-signing credit. Uh, I would say it's never a good idea to co-sign a debt for somebody else or to ask somebody to co-sign for you, because what you're doing is you're adding an emotional charge to the financial pressures of an already stressful situation. And if you're unable to pay that debt back, and if you go and try to work with a licensed insolvency trustee, the trustee can protect you and can say, yeah, you're responsible for paying back, say, 20 cents on the dollar and everything that you need. But that co-signer that you involve, they'll now be responsible for the full balance that you don't pay. So a lot of people think, well, I'm just going to help somebody out by co-signing. I'm never going to be responsible to pay that debt. But you need to understand it can be what's called joint and several liability. Um, so that means if the person doesn't pay, you as the co-signer can be held accountable for 100% of the debt. So it's a veritable mind field out there of things you can potentially do that might feel right in the situation, but that can lead to worse outcomes overall. So you just need to get the right advice at the right time. And of course, understand that doesn't cost you anything. You can come directly to a trustee with no referral. You never have to pay for debt advice. And we'd be happy to sit down with anybody who's facing a tough situation and help them see what the options are. Yeah, I think that's so good that you ended with that because there's so many people out there wanting to help you. And oh my gosh, it would just be a minefield trying to figure out who they are, who do they actually represent, who do they work for, and all of that stuff. A licensed insolvency trustee really is the only person to go to in this um, because they're federally regulated to help you, which I think is just a, a really important piece to remember. Uh, you're listening to Dollars and Cents. If you want more information, sans-trustee.com is the website. 1-800-661-3030 is the number to call to set up that first appointment. And as I said, you're listening to Dollars and Cents. So Blair, we have a guest with us today, which is just lovely. I love talking to clients who have come and, and gotten some assistance with you. Yeah, I'm thrilled as well to welcome Darlene on our show today um, and really thrilled because I know from hearing from other listeners that it's when people share their actual perspectives, their experiences, it can resonate with so many people, people who feel like they're alone, the only person facing a debt problem. Um, so welcome, Darlene. Thrilled to have you today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Mm -hmm. um, I just wonder if we can start off. Can you tell me a bit about the situation that brought you to Sands and Associates? What were you facing at the time? What, what was it like? Well, um, I had a few credit cards and things were not too bad for a while, but um, it didn't take too long. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, I was maxed out at my uh, top of my balance there. And I started to realize that um, I was paying more in interest than I was against the principal, and I started to get really scared. Um, mm. I didn't think that I would be able to dig myself out of a hole like that, and I really didn't know where to turn. Um, mm -hmm. I saw the ad on TV, a couple of them, and it sparked my um, in, you know, interest, and I thought perhaps... You know, it would be something for me. I, I was scared. You know, mm -hmm. I think everybody's kind of scared when it comes to money and making decisions, especially when it comes to, like, bankruptcy or, or um, trying to consolidate your debts and stuff like that. But it, it was the right step for me, and uh, it's really helped me out. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's never a comfortable situation when people come to see us. They're obviously struggling for for some reason. And was there anything particular that happened that led to the debt accumulating, or was it you know cost of living things built up over time? Well, is there anything you can point cost to? Cost of living, and I lost my job, so mm-hmm. I wasn't able to make you know my payments the way I wanted to. Um, you know, COVID hit, and that was a big struggle in the beginning. Right. And yeah, I just found that I, you know, all of a sudden I I really didn't have any money. Uh, all my money was going to paying minimum balances, and it, it was just going to the interest. None of the principal was being cut down, so I, I was going nowhere fast. Yeah, we talk about that a lot on the show when people look at their credit card statements and they see, hey, it's a few thousand dollars, but it's decades for for me to pay it off. Um, And, you know, we call it the minimum payment trap because, you know, you're doing what the bank's asking, you're paying minimum payments. But sometimes people come to that realization like you did that, well, I'm really not getting ahead. I'm treading water at best and probably making the bank a lot of money. But what about my Mm -hmm. quality of life as well? Exactly. I really had no quality of life. I was stressed out constantly you know, struggling, you know, pinching pennies, um, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul sort of thing. And, and it w- just wasn't working for me. So, you know, I uh, I took the advice of the ad that I saw on TV and, and I braved the call and I couldn't have been happier. I talked to a wonderful lady, Kimberly, and oh, she yeah. was amazing. She mm-hmm. took away all my stresses. In one phone call, I went from being stressed out to being calm and just feeling at ease. And it, it's, it's amazing, you know, what she did for me. Um, she explained everything in great detail. She gave me, you know, a few different options of what I could do. And we discussed what would be the best for me. And she took it from there. She, you know... Did all the arrangements, and you know, uh, other than a couple of phone calls, I really didn't have to do much. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it was brought down to a payment that I could make, where I wasn't taking away from my food money or my, you know, my daily expenses, sort of thing. And yeah, I mean, if if anybody is struggling out there with debt and they're just making minimum payments. The best thing you can do for yourself is to get go to Sands and Associates and get your your debts consolidated because it just takes away so much stress and mm-hmm. it gives you opportunity to get back on your feet again. You know, I mean, once you get everything all paid off and you're in the clear, then, you know, it's so much better. I've learned um, we had two phone calls where we discussed mm-hmm. um, budgeting and finances and stuff, which were very the informative. The counseling sessions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I found them very informative and, um, you know, gave me some good ideas on how to budget better and, you know, what to look for. And, um, yeah, I just, I found it to be a really good experience. It wasn't as scary as I thought, you know, I was really scared at first, but she took all that away and just made it a really pleasant experience. 
I'm so, so thrilled. If you could see me, Darlene, you'd see me smile from ear to ear because I've worked with Kimberly now for 14 years and she's one of our, our longest standing employees at Sands. She's coming up on 30 years with the company. And just the way you're describing is exactly the way that all my interactions are with Kimberly. She's respectful, empathetic, mm-hmm. um, you know, really, really care, cares. Uh, and I'm so thrilled even from that first meeting, you know, you could feel that. Uh, so that, She that's never just the, made yeah. me feel the least bit that... You know, like for being in debt and being, you know, having maxed out my card. She never made me feel bad about anything. She just was very positive and upbeat and worked to get the right proposal for me. And Mm -hmm. it was really quick and simple and stress-free. And just, yeah, if anybody's out there, just go for it. Dial that number Mm -hmm. and you'll be amazed because it'll change your life. No, I, I'm so thrilled to, to hear all of that, Darlene. Now, my experience, too, is a lot of people, they struggle for a period of time. You know, in, in my opinion, they, they suffer for too long. Our research shows it can be up to two years from when people start to feel like they got a debt problem when they're on the phone with us, making that first call, getting the plan in place. What did that look like for you? Was there a period of time when you weren't sure what to do? And, you know, how did you feel and how long did that last? It took me a couple of years of where I was making minimum payments and just struggling along. And I knew I had to do something, but I didn't know what to do. And I was scared. Um, You know, I I had heard of bankruptcy and I know that, you know, that costs a lot of money. And then your credits, you know, messed up for seven years or whatever. And I waited, like I said, the two years. And but Mm -hmm. if I had was smart enough, I would have I would have fallen sooner because it. (laughs) I could have alleviated a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think people wait because they're scared and they, they don't know what to expect and they don't want a black mark on their credit rating. Um, but it, it's not that. It's not that at all. Um, it doesn't darken your credit rating. As a matter of fact, it makes it better because you alleviate all your debts in, yeah. you know, by consolidating them and putting them together and paying them off just makes it easier. Yeah, I think the insights that you're sharing there, Darlene, are so valuable uh, because a lot of people, they hesitate to reach out because they have some idea that bankruptcy is the worst possible thing in the world. And, you know, we've got a YouTube video that says bankruptcy is not as bad as you think. And it really isn't for a lot of people, but it's also, it's far from the only option. It's about one in 10 people that we see uh, file a bankruptcy these days. About nine in 10 people file a consumer proposal, uh, which Mm -hmm. is what you did. But I'd say the vast majority of those nine out of 10, they thought they were calling just a bankruptcy service and that's all they're going to be able to do so when people actually figure out about what a proposal is um, you know they have a whole lot more hope and they tend to feel a lot more pride too saying well you know i didn't take um, the easier way out if you can call it that a bankruptcy i faced this head-on here's what i can afford to repay and this crazy interest rate well that has to stop immediately and of course that's never going to get it out of debt if they're charging a 20 or 30 percent interest when you do mm-hmm. a proposal you get something you can afford that gives you that quality of life you know and i also took away from your comments that you know you were a bit hard on yourself but hearing your story objectively you know people lose their job through no fault of their own and we've just come through this global pandemic which none of us obviously had a, had a, a hand in causing but we all felt the impact 
So, mm-hmm. so many people are, are suffering, and I'm sure some folks have been suffering since 2020, 2021. Uh, maybe hearing a bit of your story um, is really going to help them cause, cause to reach out. Um, I'm curious how you're doing now. So how has the experience been on your financial attitudes? What's the impact been? How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm back to work now. And, um, you know, I, I can afford to pay all my bills. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a credit card because I'm cash only now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Until that's okay. <laughs> I get, you know, everything straightened out. But, um, mm-hmm. no, I'm doing really good. I'm, you know, I'm very happy. I'm not nearly as stressed out as I was before. It's taken all of that away. Um, you know, I make my monthly payment and it, it's within my means. And it doesn't uh, take away from my basic necessities of life. Um, you know, I, I couldn't be in a better place right now, you know, compared to, you know, days before I made the call to compare to where I am today is just night and day. Mm-hmm. And do you remember, and I don't need the exact numbers if you don't recall, but do you remember how much you were being asked to pay on your debts before you came to see us and then what you're paying on, on the proposal now, if, if you're comfortable sharing any ballparks on yeah, that? Yeah, it was about $17,000 that I owed, yep. and I ended up paying just under eight. Okay, so just under half, and that's what we talk about a lot. A proposal will save you usually a half, maybe two-thirds, depending on the situation. Hmm. Yeah, so basically uh, I'm paying all the principal and none of the interest. <laughs> right, so what you actually borrowed and then the interest got away and it doubled it on you. That, that debts will double in every three years if they're about 24% interest, which is probably where you were at there. Mm-hmm. That's right. Was there anything that surprised you about the process of getting help with your debts? It sounded like you anticipated the first conversation would be more difficult than it was, but uh, anything along those lines that would surprise people? I think you'd be surprised at just how genuine the people are at Sands and how comfortable they make you and how informative they are, how helpful they are. Um, They give you lots of options and all the information that you need and there's no pressure to do anything. Yeah, I I just found it to be a great experience. I mean, it, it took me from darkness to light. I wish I had done it a long time sooner. You know, I wish I hadn't waited. I think, you know, you wait out of fear, but once you get there, you realize there's nothing to be afraid of. It's quite the opposite. It's a good thing. I'm just going to jump in here um, and just say as we wind up this segment, um, Darlene, you know, you must know that you've changed people's lives just by coming and talking to Blair about your situation because people... They, some, there might be somebody who for the first time has heard that it's okay to ask for some help and that it wasn't as painful as you thought it was going to be. So that must be the same for them as they make that first phone call and, and get some help. It's just so great. I just want to thank you so much for coming on uh, the segment with Blair today. Oh, absolutely. And I hope that more people do phone and, and take that initiative to make their lives so much better than it, you know, than it is right now because... You know, it's so easy to get into debt and it's hard to get out. But, um, you know, with the help of Sands and Associate, there is a way. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands and Associates, helping you get out of debt. We're going to talk about the warning signs of a debt problem. Those things that crop up and that you 
you don't pay attention to in the beginning and then all of a sudden you're paying very close attention to and possibly don't know what to do at that point. Uh, Blair, who, of course, I want to say is not only a, a debt help expert, he's president at Sands & Associates, and he's going to share some really good information, some debt warning signs that we can all be aware of, as well as talk about Sands & Associates being a very safe place to get some support, support uh, if you're struggling with debt. Blair, can you start by sharing a bit about what you do as a licensed insolvency trustee and actually how you help people deal with debt? Well, sure. Well, so LITs, licensed insolvency trustees, are Canada's official debt help professionals. So we're the only people endorsed and authorized to provide people with qualified and unbiased debt advice and solutions that can help them manage and even forgive the debt. So if you want to be debt free, a trustee is your best ally to get to there. Uh, at Sands and Associates, we're BC's largest firm of licensed insolvency trustees focused exclusively on debt help services for individuals and small businesses. And since 1990, we've had the privilege of working with tens of thousands of British Columbians. We help people make informed decisions about their financial situation and assist them with a range of needs, which might include some general advice on their options for dealing with debt, uh, some direction on how to handle a specific creditor or a situation with debt. Uh, help people if they're dealing with some collections or some legal actions from a creditor. If folks feel like they're paying their debt, but they're just not going to be paid off in a reasonable timeline, we'll help come up with a better plan. And of course, we help everybody explore their debt relief or debt forgiveness options uh, because Canadian law has some incredible remedies that are in there. But you can imagine creditors aren't going to help you understand everything that you can do. It might result in you paying less than the total amount of the debt. A trustee is an independent, unbiased officer of the court who is there to help you access the great remedies that have put, been put in Canadian law to help you get a financial fresh start. So you don't have to be in crisis when you reach out to a trustee. Of course, we help people every day who are having legal actions or just very in dire situations, but more and more people are just being that much more proactive, looking at their statements, realizing they're not making progress and coming to a trustee for some help to getting themselves back to owing nobody anything. And if you already know that you want to take some action and phone Sands and Associates, their number, it's pretty easy to remember, 1-800-661-3030. Their website, sands-trustee.com. And if you know somebody who you think might be able to uh, get some, some help or some support, just so you know, Sands and Associates has offices literally all over British Columbia now. So, Blair, what are some of the common signs that someone should be... Um, getting some help from an LIT, a licensed insolvency trustee? What kind of situation might they be in that, oh yeah, this one calls for some, some bigger help than just talking to your neighbor about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are some of these that people say, oh, yeah, obviously, you know, you have an issue and some are a little bit softer than that. So, you know, most typical ones are situations where you can't afford to make your bill payments as due or you're starting to bounce some payments. Uh, you might be receiving collection calls, texts, letters. There could be threats of a lawsuit or maybe something that's already happened. Uh, you might be subject to a wage seizure or a bank account seizure or something like that could be in the offing very quickly. And from our experience, most people know they have a problem, but they struggle struggle and they suffer anywhere from one to five years. The average is about two years before they reach out for help. And if I were to say the number one warning sign is debt stress. 
It's essentially, if you think you have a debt problem, you're probably right. And you should not ignore debt stress. It's very real and it can have serious impacts on your mental health, your physical health, your personal relationships, your ability to be a good family member and more. So if you're having any of these debt stress symptoms, you should know that you're not alone uh, and there are solutions. If you're constantly worrying about your debts, if you're scared or anxious about your financial situation, if you're feeling desperate, helpless, or hopeless, um, any of those signs are big indications that you should reach out for some help and be kind to yourself. Again, if, you, if you're worried about your debt, if it's consuming your, your day, um, that's a great indication that a trustee can really help you. Can you share some examples of maybe some less obvious signs of a debt problem that we that we could be on the outlook on the lookout for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one to keep to keep in mind of is if debt is what we call it monopolizing your income. If you reach a point where you're making your payments, but they're just servicing the interest on your debt, and you're not making any progress on paying the debt down, but you're already at the limit of what you can afford. If a big portion of your income every month is going to pay in your debts, and you're actually not getting the debts any lower, you have to realize you're probably going to face an unanticipated financial challenge at some point. And if you don't have any savings now, and all your money is going to debt, you're not going to be able to handle that shock to the system. So you have to be very careful if so much of your income is going towards debt. Um, you also need to be aware of what we call the minimum payment trap. And we call it that because it feels so comfortable to just do what the banks ask of us each month, which is to make those minimum payments. What's a little bit less comfortable is to read the fine print on the statement that says, you know, even a small balance can be decades to pay off. Um, and, you know, some of the big banks, as you look at how they actually calculate your minimum payments, it might might be a $200 payment. It could be $190 of that is going to interest, to fees. It basically disappears. It could be $10 of that or just 5% of what you actually paid is going to reduce your debt balance. So if you're making all your minimum payments, yeah, your credit rating might still look good, but you're not making any financial headway. You're not able to save money. You'll not be able to you know, get that mortgage that you're hoping for or even finance a car uh, if you don't have a good down payment and putting all your money towards minimum payments. It's just not getting you to a place where you want to be. Uh, from my experience, you know, people take their personal responsibilities, their debt responsibilities very seriously, and that can make asking for help quite difficult. Uh, but definitely know that you owe it to yourself to reach out for help. And it's not a natural situation to be paying a huge portion of your income every month to debt balances that just don't go down. So know that there are solutions out there. You have support to deal with the debt and move forward. And that dealing with a debt problem is not a reflection of you or your character. It's not a moral failing to have to restructure your debts. And there's a ton of situations and circumstances that are outside of our, our personal control that can lead to financial challenges. And everybody deserves to live with dignity and without debt and its overwhelming stress. And I, I love this question, and I'm looking forward to how you're going to approach it. The question is, how can someone find a licensed insolvency trustee in their area? And I want to expand that just a little bit because we get inundated with all kinds of people telling us, oh, if you do this, then they, you'll be able to kiss your debt goodbye and, mm-hmm. and or do this or take this or, or join this or whatever. And that's just not always the case. Um, and so a licensed insolvency trustee, how do I find one? 
Yeah, you've got to be careful because if you look online, as you said, Elaine, there's a whole minefield out there of, of folks who, in my opinion, just run completely unethical businesses saying, you know, they're debt consultants, debt advisors, will help with a proposal, but they're not actually licensed insolvency trustees. So the first step, the first person you should ever reach out to is a licensed insolvency trustee. If you're in the province of BC, you can reach out directly to Sands and Associates. We serve the entire province and our full suite of services is available online over the phone or in person at any of our local offices throughout BC. When you reach out to a trustee, especially a trustee at Sands and Associates, you're going to meet somebody who's qualified and caring and committed to give you the empowering and non-judgmental support that you need for to get your debt help and get things back on track. And when you connect with a, a licensed insolvency trustee, you can expect you're going to be treated with dignity and respect and have a conversation with somebody who genuinely cares and wants you to have solutions and support to move forward with confidence. So in terms of how you know you're dealing with a trustee, you just ask that question. Are you a licensed insolvency trustee? Uh, big indication if they can't answer that clearly with an affirmative yes. Uh, you should also make sure you're never charged any fees. It should cost you zero to meet with a trustee to figure out your financial options. You don't need any sort of referral and you don't need to be facing the most urgent situation to reach out for help. We do consultations all day, every day, seven days a week. And for a lot of folks, we just give them some good general advice. But for anybody who's really struggling, they're in the best hands possible when they reach out directly and connect with a licensed insolvency trustee. Yeah, and I want to add, Sands & Associates is really there to help you move forward with a debt-free plan that's going to be just right for you. Uh, you can get started today. You can book your free confidential consultation at the website sands-trustee.com or give them a call at 1-800-661-3030. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. So this segment is how to help family or friends who face a debt problem. And my bet is that we all have at least one person or maybe two in our life where financial stuff is a struggle right now. So if someone you know is experiencing a problem with debt, there are some ways that you can help them move forward. And Blair's going to give some guidance on what you can do to support a friend, a loved one through these challenges and what you should avoid. Um, so Blair, let's start off. Would you say it's pretty common that people reach out to a, a licensed insolvency trustee for guidance to support someone who who's dealing with a debt problem my guess is maybe maybe not like you're we're sort of we sort of leave it up to the person to do that or what do you think in the majority of cases, the person with the direct problem that's reaching out, but it's certainly just myself, it's at least a few consultations a week for me. And sometimes it's just a quick phone call with individuals. You know, there's someone in my life that I'm cared that I care about. Uh, and I just want to try to give them some good information to, to move beyond it. So it's a service that we provide and we're happy to do that. You know, nice. quite often, and it's lovely to know. Mm -hmm. And it's lovely to know that people are reaching out and asking, mm -hmm. I need, I want to help this person. How do I do it? Because boy, oh boy, there's some things to avoid. And that's what I know you're going to talk about. So sorry for interrupting you. No, no, not at all. And yeah, it, it just shows that you care about the person enough, um, you know, to try to get them the right resources, knowing that unless you're a licensed insolvency trustee yourself, you probably don't know the, the complete lay of the land and how it all works, but you've got access to resources that will help you get there. So in yeah. terms of the, the type of people that tend to reach out on behalf of others, we often have parents calling for their adult children or children calling about aging parents or other relatives. 
Uh, we often have one spouse calling about the other, sometimes without that person's knowledge at all, sometimes with the person's knowledge, but they just still feel too ashamed. They want to have someone else have that initial consultation. Um, and really what they're trying to figure out is, am I going to feel ashamed about this? Am I going to be talked down to? Am I going to feel judged? So we can give some of that reassurance that we're real people just like you, and we're just here to help you out of a tough situation. Um, you know, sometimes they can get that much more comfort to encourage the person to come forward and seek help. Uh, sometimes it's close friends and even bosses concerned about an employee. There's a number uh, of bosses that I've spoken to over the years that, you know, care deeply about the person that's working with them. They can see the impact on them. And perhaps they've just been made aware by their payroll department that now this person's been sued for a debt. And, you know, literally 30% of that person's hard earned money, every paycheck is now going to pay off a debt. Uh, and they're just concerned on how that person is going to live. So often the person in the eye of the storm with the debt problem, they're overwhelmed and they're stressed. They're not able to reach out by themselves. They're just embarrassed or ashamed. Uh, and people can be very hard on themselves. They internalize a lot of self-blame when it comes to a debt problem. But the reality is, and I've learned this deeply over the last 14 years of being a trustee, is that money problems can happen to anyone at any time. And sometimes it's despite doing all of the right things. Uh, the latest surveys from our regulator, the superintendent of bankruptcy, said the top five reasons for financial difficulty reported were a loss of income, medical reasons, the COVID-19 pandemic, a relationship breakdown, or finally, the financial support of others. So for each of those cases, I really struggled to say, well, you know, what could you have done differently to help yourself? Um, but it can be really difficult to help people get out of that cycle of self-blame and judgment. But that can be one of the first things that's going to help somebody move forward um, is to really just accept they are where they are. And it's all about what you do in the future, not about making you feel ashamed about the past. Yeah, that's excellent because, boy, every one of those reasons all center around the pandemic alone. Like each of those mm -hmm. each of those reasons could have been uh, the pandemic has been the cause. And boy, oh boy, we had absolutely no <laughs> no uh, pre knowledge or help mm -hmm. or knew what control. to do. Right? Yeah, everybody, exactly. yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah, no control. Everybody was struggling. So if you already know that you you are fallen to this situation and you want to take some action, one eight hundred six six one thirty thirty is the phone number. And just to even sit down and talk with somebody and, and see if they can help you address the debt problem and see your best options forward. Blair, can you share some thoughts about how someone might start that conversation about debt and what are some helpful ways to start addressing the debt problem? Mm -hmm. A couple things you could consider is you could start by sharing a bit of your personal experience where you've struggled financially in the past. As just about anybody has had a point in their life where they felt, you know, a little bit anxious or maybe weren't sure about what to do. Um, and the person that you're trying to support, they might have no idea that other people have struggled similarly to that. So showing a little bit of vulnerability yourself um, can be really helpful. Uh, sometimes you can be a little bit more indirect and just talk about a financial literacy concept that you've recently learned or something that you're trying to improve on yourself. You might say, hey, I just discovered the other day that in the fine print on my credit card statement, it tells me how many years or decades I'm going to be in debt if I only make the minimum payments. I thought minimum payments get you out of debt. It looks like they're designed to trap you in debt. Have you seen your statements? You know, it could be mm -hmm. something along those lines. Uh, sometimes just asking kindly about how someone is managing financially following a life event or unexpected challenging circumstances. Um, so, you know, at the sad situation of, say, a death of a spouse, you know, obviously, 
obviously that can be so difficult in so many ways, but there's obviously a financial impact there. You need to be sensitive, um, but just not asking about it at all. Um, is that really caring about the entire person or is that just, you know, trying to avoid what could in, in some people's minds be an uncomfortable conversation, but maybe the one that's more necessary and will help the person move forward uh, and just letting them know that you're here to listen. You know, you can never force somebody to go forward and get help. They need to want to do that on their own. Um, we need to know that finances can have very deep emotional ties and that many people struggle for years before they finally are ready to open up and seek some help with their money problems. You know, feelings like shame, guilt, anger and resentment, those are really common. And the worst thing you can do is to express any type of judgment. That's not going to help. One of the best things that we do at Sands and Associates is, you know, we're humans, we'll react to a situation if something is bad, but we're not going to react with any sort of judgment. It's not going to help anybody who already feels like they've made mistakes and say, well, that was a pretty dumb thing. What were you thinking when you did that? Um, that's the, you know, how not to get somebody to tell you a little bit more about their situation. So they're not easy conversations to begin. In, but in, in, uh, encouraging that really open communication about finances in general, um, that's just the first step in making sure someone that you really care about is going to get the support and the access of the help or services that they need. I w I'd, I'd like you to, just in the last few minutes we've got here, um, you've already talked about you want to avoid judging or blaming or shaming that person in any way, shape or form. But there's some very good things not to do, like mm -hmm. that are physical things, like we've talked about co-signing for uh, giving somebody some assistance. Yeah, for sure. So a, a couple of things, you know, one thing that you can do and be comfortable about, you can help them get organized. So sometimes there's just so much going on, you know, even sitting there, okay, I've got the pad and paper, you tell me where the money goes each month, you know, that can be a really good first step, you know, it's very innocuous and just there to support. But a couple of things you absolutely don't want to do, as you alluded to, Elaine, uh, do not co-sign a debt for somebody else. You'll each be 100% responsible for repaying that balance. And then if the person needs our help to restructure their debt, they're going to be reluctant to take the best option for them because they know they're going to be hurting that person that came forward to co-sign. So please do not co-sign. Reach out for help before you ever consider doing that. Uh, be careful for yourself too. Don't use your credit to financially support somebody else. You know, it's the whole put on your oxygen mask before you help somebody else. You have to make sure that you're not going to be putting yourself in a tough financial situation. Uh, and don't cash in your assets or use your own credit um, to, pay, to pay the person's debt down. And don't encourage them to cash in assets either because you might not be aware of what's actually protected the number of folks that still compromise their RRSPs you know take money out of their retirement to pay debt because they just don't know it's fully protected uh, you know it just it just makes me sad as a professional so you know you want to preserve your own financial standing but you also want to make sure you're encouraging the person to get help from a professional who's going to tell them what they should and shouldn't do to move forward if you want to check out Sands and Associates website, it's just filled with great questions and very easy to understand answers for very complex things at sands-trustee.com or you can give them a call at 1-800-661-3030. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands and Associates, helping you get out of debt. You've been listening to Dollars and Cents. See you next time. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.